Good afternoon. This is the doctor, your host of Trading Card Therapy, episode number 31. Thanks for tuning in today. So we have a few topics we'd like to cover. The first of which, to me, is the most exciting. We were able to purchase a fresh collection of only five vintage cards from the early 1900s. However, of those five cards, two of them are named Babe Ruth, and two of them are named Ty Cobb. And excuse me, is it five cards or six? It's five cards. So it's pretty good. And those guys batted, you know, with a high percentage. Well, we're batting 80% with Cobb and Ruth for a five-card collection. With four of them in there, we're very excited. So appreciate you tuning in today. And if you want to learn the full story about this collection and see um, other stories and videos about other collections that we bought over the last 15 years, you can do so on our website at justcollect.com and check out our blog, or you can go directly to our blog at blog.justcollect.com. You'll see amazing stories like the big Arizona uh, desert find of over 800 Gaudis, including 22 Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig's. You'll see the PC-796 baseball postcard collection that we recently were able to uncover and purchase that featured 20 cards from that very difficult 25-card set featuring Wagner, Cobb, the Cobb-Wagner. Um, that was an amazing find. And of course, this little yet powerful find of strip cards. And for some of you who do not know what strip cards are, we're going to talk about that on today's TCT episode number 31. Afternoon, Nick. I'm going to assume that's Harry. What's up, Todd? Thanks for tuning in. TC from the Hizzy at Rutgers. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, so we're starting off with some real exciting news, and I know Todd is not a strip card expert. Um, and so we're going to get right into it. Strip cards were produced, you know, early 1900s, mostly of baseball players. They were produced of other sports, as well as some actors, actresses, um, you know, presidents, things of that nature um, from the time. Most of the companies that produce these strip cards, believe it or not, are unknown, even to the hobby today, you know, 100 plus years later. However, one of the companies was called the, De the DeCalco Litho Company, uh, or Litho Company, can't figure out exactly which one it was. But that, believe it or not, was in Hoboken, which is where I currently reside. And we actually found, I think the collection was called the Hole in the Wall Collection, where um, some local news stations, including a local uh, news outfit from Jersey City, came to my home in Hoboken, New Jersey, where a gentleman and his family found a few hundred cards in their wall, of which a number of them were these strip cards, and some of those were clearly produced by the DeCalco Company from Hoboken, New Jersey, over 100 years ago. So it's pretty cool. If you want to read about that story, like I said, and more, check out our blog. This story will be on there. Um, Without further ado, we're going to show you the cards that are in the collection. And as we do, we're going to talk about the grading of strip cards, how um, everything with strip cards used to be perceived, and how it's a little bit different today. And you'll see what I mean um, in just one minute. So we have uh, three cards from um, the W514 series, then a W516, and then, uh, to me, my favorite card in the group is a W520 but without further ado, first up is a W514 of Hatfelsch. And if you missed yesterday's Leighton's Loft, you can tune in every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time with myself and my co-host Lou. 
Um, and sometimes we'll give you a sneak peek of things you'll see on Trading Card Therapy 24 hours earlier on Layton's Loft. So that's the first example. Second card up is a W514. Excuse me, I did not show uh, Instagram. I want to make sure I do. Next up is a W514 of Ty Cobb. Nice eye appeal. Here's the first Ruth in the collection, all-time home run king. Of course, at the time, W514, Babe Ruth of the New York Yankees. This is one of the first Yankee cards that Babe Ruth ever had. Great eye appeal. And we're going to talk about, like I said, how these cards are graded in just a minute. There's the back of it, very clean. Second to last card in the collection, W516 Ty Cobb. Clean back. And to me, the prize of the collection, a W520 Babe Ruth great eye appeal. Nice bright yellow. Clean back. One of Babe's earliest Yankee cards. So this is where the discussion starts on strip cards today. Before we do, I'm going to share with you the little details we know. This collection belonged to a family's great-grandfather who passed them down um, several times throughout the family. And when uh, this woman from out west contacted us recently uh, with these five cards from her family. Um, she knew they were valuable. We knew they were valuable. Uh, we were interested. I think she kind of figured we were interested based on past collections and blogs that uh, she saw of ours. And like we do with many of our collections, we try to do some of the work up front. And so we let her know what we thought they were worth based on the images she had sent to us through our free appraisal form found at justcollect.com. Well, the rest of the transaction happened fairly quickly. She filled out the form. We got her some estimates. We gave her our FedEx number. She overnighted them. We expedited check back. And we now get to show off a fresh to the hobby collection of over 100 years old. Like I said, small, but yet impactful with two Babe Ruths and two Lou Gehrig's. So since we're starting with the strip card collection, I wanted to discuss strip cards in general, how they're graded, and um, one person's opinion on them um, as far as I'm concerned. So when PSA or SGC grades strip cards, they're generally looking, and I know you cannot see much of a border on any of these four cards, although they have all nice eye appeal. Um, these cards were issued in strips by five and dime type companies, um, other retail establishments. Um, and I believe for the most part, they were intended for kids to collect them because they were supposed to be cut up and kind of traded and, and collected in that fashion. Um, and so when PSA and SGC grade them, they're looking for, and I wish I had an example here, I should have brought it on air, but, um, we'll show it uh, online, they're looking for a border to be seen, and I guess you can see just a glimpse of the border right here on the happy felsh, right, but they're looking for that border to be all around these, you know, very fine dotted lines, um, and if they're around in the grading company's uh, estimation enough, meaning in totality, they're going to apply a numeric grade to that strip card. And I would say for the last, oh, I don't know, 
10, 20 years since they were grading strip cards, most of the time, people that were collecting them and they wanted them graded would really be, you know, kind of focusing on the graded numerical versions of strip cards. In other words, if they could find a W514 of Ruth, uh, even though this is nice eye appeal, and they found another one that for whatever reason or another graded numerically, but had some, you know, flaw to it, um, folks for the most part would prefer a graded numerical example of an early, for example, Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb strip card. And I'm not suggesting it's changing overnight or it has changed overnight, but I've been noticing through my research of not just this collection, but other strip cards, you know, I value um, through the leads that we get as well as buying at auctions, that I appeal just like a lot of the other graded card hobby that collects vintage sports card matters more than ever. And so what I really like about this collection is this W514 Babe Ruth is not going to get a numerical grade. However, the eye appeal is fantastic. It's almost a full card. It's got great color. I don't see any evidence of um, real creasing. And so if this was good to grade numerical at first glance, I would say this card grades a solid X. And X is a five, okay, for those looking on Instagram. An X is a five. Now, I'm not saying it deserves a grade of a five, but I believe more than ever before, just like folks are appreciating the card itself and not necessarily the grade all the time um, on other standard, you know, vintage sports cards that are being graded, I feel the same or similar is happening with strip cards. So to be clear, just because a Babe Ruth W514 might grade a two, three, or four, if another Babe Ruth W514 has better eye appeal, I believe that there's a change happening. There's a wave of new opinion where it seems very, at least candidly to me, in the prices I was researching, looking at this collection, that strip cards with strong eye appeal, in some cases, sell for as much, if not more, than a graded numerical example. And I know this may um, appear or seem as though it's self-serving because I'm holding five cards right now, but I'm only using these cards uh, to show off um, strip cards in general. Like I said, we're super pumped about these because they are fresh to the hobby and we just got them. Um, but I thought it was good fuel for today's discussion about strip cards. And there's no right or wrong. So what's great is if you still enjoy collecting strip cards with numerical grades and that border is something that drives you crazy, um, as a collector, as an OCD person, well, then by all means, you should go for it. But what I'm suggesting is that if you are willing to accept a non-numerical graded example of a strip card, it seems like the market is starting to appreciate and catch up on the stronger looking examples, regardless of if there's actually a grade on it or not. And so I'm curious for those of you who collect strip cards or watch the market um, you know, on vintage of strip cards. Let me know if you agree in the chat. I'm curious what you have found yourself in your travels. Nonetheless, really excited about this small but yet powerful group. Full story coming soon to our blog at blog.justcollect.com. All right. Next up is a small public service announcement. Um, this is 
something that's been um, a long time coming. And whether it be it was COVID, whether it be it was a shutdown or severe delay of grading companies, you know, at Vintage Breaks and Just Collect, we had no choice but to stop accepting the submission of cards for grading to third-party grader like PSA, like SGC, like ISA. And now we are proud to say we are back uh, tomorrow during our Vintage Breaks live stream. We will announce the pricing, which will be very competitive with a lot of the other third-party submission services that are available. We are doing it to be able to help you, the collecting community. We are going to mark up the grading like other um, third-party grading services um, submission centers do. We're doing it to cover the cost of it, the insurance, you know, the the labor. Um, but if it's something where you want a second opinion on your cards, you don't like having to garner enough cards to send out yourself um, in a group, excuse me, in a submission by yourself, meaning they need 25 or whatever the, you know, particular requirements are for that company, this is a great option for you. Um, and we're going to be doing so once a month here from our offices from Just Collect Image Breaks. We'll be submitting them directly to PSA, directly to SGC, directly to ISA, if that is what you um, covet. So drop me a line, uh, Leighton at JustCollect.com, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N at JustCollect.com, if you'd like more information about that service. And by the way, if you don't want to use our services, there are plenty of other submission services type parties like Gem Mint, who we still will send our customers to. But if you're local, if you know me, if you feel better because you can come in and drop them off, whatever the case is, we are here for you. Um, and we are happy to help uh, the community. Um, we know it's appreciated and we're happy to be able to do it. Um, glad you were able to tune in today, TC. Looking forward to grabbing lunch. Maybe we can do so in the near future uh, in Milburn, New Jersey or the near area. And the last topic today, you know, we could talk about many other topics, but this is one which, you know, you talk about, um, you know, the collecting community and how it means different things to different people. You know, I talk about my son on here, you know, not to do anything else other than to share with you a little bit about, you know, the love of my life and what's going on as a single dad and, you know, lots of other interesting ups and downs that have nothing to do with collecting or cards, uh, or anything of that nature. And so I had talked about this big Disney trip that we uh, were going on, and now we've come back. Um, Disney World in Florida, uh, for those of you keeping track at home, because I know there's a Disneyland in California, as my son often reminds me. And, you know, I had a lot of well wishes, which, of course, is great. You know, felt the TLC, felt the support from a crazy, you know, life uh, that, you know, I had last year transpire in 2022, but back bigger than ever and stronger in 2023. And so I was really proud to share with the audience about Crosby and I going uh, to Disney World. And in fact, I was just talking to my really good friend, Monty, earlier. Um, Monty's wife, who by day is a very successful businesswoman and of course puts up at Monty, which, you know, is a task in and of itself. But she's also a Disney nerd and as passionate about Disney stuff as I am about cards, believe it or not. And, you know, she helps people. I wouldn't call her a travel agent, even though she does offer those services. She's someone who cares about people going to Disney. She just happens to book trips. And so she helped Crosby and I prep for the trip 
um, a lot and it was extremely useful um, and I'm very grateful for it, uh, Darcy. And so I wanted to make sure I recommended her and her services on the show today. But what I thought was even more interesting and super cool was, you know, the well wishes that we were getting from others. And in some cases, folks I've never met in person and maybe even never chatted with, you know, on the phone or online. But um, I got a particular Instagram message from a Michael from Eclectic Collectibles. And I would imagine uh, Michael and I have not talked yet, but we've spoken through, um, you know, chatting uh, on Instagram Messenger. And Crosby and I are going to go through these um, together on air. But Crosby right now is in discussions with his management about starting his own YouTube show. So you can imagine, Michael, I might have to get to the back of the line and figure out where I fit in, you know, with his content schedule and what he's looking to accomplish. Appreciate everyone, um, you know, smirking, laughing and, and understanding. Um, but what I thought was really great and I appreciated, this is what's so awesome about the hobby. Before I give um, Michael a shout out about what he sent to my son and I, special shout out to Jim from Karma Records, who sent a little care package uh, along with some hooded sweatshirts and some great music, which I just started listening to in my car. Um, I did give the darker sweatshirt to J5, Jim, and the blue one to me. I thought for a minute about keeping both. He did specifically say to give the other one to J5, um, but they're both great. So thank you very much. And all of those types of column gifts or paying it forward, they're, of course, appreciated. Nothing's required, but definitely feel the love and support from the community. And so this is what was so interesting. Michael's not someone I've spoken with. I have a rapport. He does follow me on social, you know, meaning the, the collecting journey that, I, that I'm off on on a daily basis. Um, and Michael said, you know, and I don't want to misquote, but he said something along the lines of Leighton, I got these cool, you know, call them Disney mementos. And just based on the way you're talking about being enthusiastic about going to Disney with your son, it seems like, you know, they'd have a better home with you and him than, than me. And so, you know, we're probably going to get one or two of these slabbed. I'm going to put this with the photo album that I'm in the process of making for Crosby from Disney. So shh, don't tell them. But yes, I'm being nerdy. I'm selecting photographs both from my own photos. And then J5, I did the Disney Magic Photo Pass. So I got a bunch of professional photos. So I'm putting together like one of these, you know, books so that Crosby can have it when we're not together and say, oh, I went to Disney with my daddy. You know, it's, it's so cool. So check this out. Once again, big shout out to Michael. These are what I believe are unused. Magic Kingdom, Magic Key coupon tickets from Disneyland. Uh, I haven't gone through everything yet. In fact, this is the first time I've opened it because I want to do it with Crosby. But I thought it would make great, great content for the show. I also want to show off the folks on Instagram who are watching Trading Card Therapy today. Check out like the cover to this. Clearly, the value is greater than zero. I did not ask Michael for these. Um, Michael asked if I would appreciate them. And of course, I do. I'm only hoping that Crosby does as much as I do. Um, but I know he appreciated the trip. We're going to put this in our scrapbook. Um, and I wanted to show you the other uh, tickets that were sent. So in this one, there's only one. We hope that your visit with us today will be a happy and memorable experience for you and your family. Like this is a great memento for our little book of photographs that we're going to put together from our trip to Disney. So Michael, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, as well as for my son. Um, and there's a few loose tickets. Once again, I don't know if these were taken out from 
these particular books. Uh, maybe Michael will be willing to come out in the future and tell me a little bit about eclectic collectibles and how he got these and the types of collectibles he's in. We're going to be doing more guest appearances in 2023 across Trading Card Therapy and Layton's Loft. So if you have an interesting collecting story to tell, for example, like Daniel Lynch, who I believe pieced together a 1948 Bowman baseball graded set from Vintage Break Set Breaks, from Just Collect, from Trading, Looking forward to hearing about that on a future episode of Trading Card Therapy. Great question. So I'm going to see if I can find a year on any of these tickets. I see that they're 75 cents. So what I can tell you um, is that they must have been a while ago because I don't think you could buy anything for 75 cents at Disney World today. Um, but great question. I don't see a date on these that's easily identifiable. But I will try to find out for the future. So, you know, we're talking about the hobby and how much of a great um, journey it can be. Well, it's like little messages and little gifts like these that really, um, you know, not make it all worthwhile. Just make you appreciate that, you know, uh, we'll talk about my dating life maybe in another future episode, right? But I did go out on a date on Sunday and I'm going to leave you with this. I'm thinking this woman has no interest hearing about cards, anything to do with the hobby. And she's like, it seems like you really like what you do for work. And I say to her name is Emily. I say to Emily, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. I'm like, don't you like what you do? She's like, well, you know, I like getting paid. And she was, you know, it was her own subtle way, not so subtle of explaining to me that not everyone loves what they do. Not everyone enjoys the journey. And so believe me, having physical tickets is great. Buying cool cards is great, right? But the memories that you make forever in Disney World, the friends that you make hopefully for a lifetime in this hobby, they may have been met or made through cards. They may have been met or made through Disney tickets and stories. But make no mistake, they're far more valuable than anything that you can hold in your hand. And with that, you're going to wrap up the 31st edition of Trading Card Therapy. Appreciate all the love in 2022. We are back and better than ever in 2023. Look for us every Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time right here on IG Live and on our YouTube channel.